Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast platinum. Samurai Deli, put them viewers in. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Small Podcast. I'm recording from Ethel. Al's on Skype. He is in the Garden District. Al, how you doing today? I'm doing all right. Just recorded an episode of Talking Small Bet, so hopefully we uh, give the people some winners. Hey, Al, we have a very special guest on the pod tonight. So I'm just going to go kick it off for, I think, the very first time on the pod. My wife's on the pod. Ella, how are you doing? I mean, reluctant to be here. I was trying to keep the streak alive and not ever be on this podcast. So, All right. Well, thank you for obliging. Al, the reason I'm having the wife on the podcast off the get-go is we may have got more animals. What'd you add to the herd this time? Four cats. Can can we give the people uh, a head count of all the animals here? It's six dogs, six cats, oh my God. a horse, and a mini horse. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a lot of animals, babe. Okay, the cats are not my fault. These new cats are not my fault. All right, so Al, I want to tell you the story of the cats. That's why I had the wife on the podcast. So I'm coming home the other night, and you know, you know the church on my road, the old, the church, the one that's on the uh, the paved road before you get to my gravel street. Yeah, the one where you turn in, and there's never anybody. Well, there's two churches. The one closest to the house. Okay. Yeah, so I'm driving past there, and being from the country, we always kind of wondered why we didn't get more, like, feral cats in the neighborhood, right? Is that a general statement? You thought we'd have more wild cats around us, babe? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you don't really live in a neighborhood either. It's, it's, yeah, okay, so we live out in the middle of nowhere. We've established this. So as I'm passing the church, I see two juvenile Cats kind of looked like my old cat Jackie Bauer had like black and gray stripes. And I have in the car with me, you know, a set of a six pack of tall boys of Coors banquets. So I'm trying to, you know, I had one. I see these cats and I, I call the wife. I said, Hey, I'm going to try to catch some cats. And Ella, were you supportive of this at the time? I was absolutely supportive of this at the time. Yes. What were you doing leading up to the phone call I had? Were you sober? Were you cooking? What were you doing? Uh, I was cooking while highly, highly intoxicated, yes. So, Al, any questions so far? Why'd you get the wild hair up your ass to go just, oh, I see some cats in a church parking lot. Let me go try to wrangle some cats after a long, hard day of work. Al, aren't you notorious for walking around the Garden District with your wife and just petting random cats? Uh, 
Yeah, it's kind of a petting zoo where you just, you know, see if you can get the cat come to you, pet it for a second, and keep walking. We've uh, not taken any of these into our house, although we did feed one stray one fairly recently, but uh, we left them to the streets. So when I saw the cats, I saw that they were young, and I thought it would be kind of funny to try to catch one or two of them. So I told my wife about it, and I didn't realize how down she would be to go catch the cats. I also didn't realize how drunk she was. In what world would you think I wouldn't be down to go catch cats? Like, in what, in yeah, what fucking I'm, world? I'm, let's, just, let's be honest about that. I'm with Ella on this one. Harley, she comes home with a random dog about every six months, maybe even more frequent than that. Well, what makes you think she wouldn't want to keep this we bought a zoo gimmick going with a couple more cats well I, okay so al in how how successful do you think somebody's gonna be catching cats in the middle of the country like it, success rate can't be that high right I, i'm not thinking i'm actually gonna catch that many cats i think it's just gonna be kind of fun to to try to catch cats see you're already giving a little context clue of catch that many cats uh i mean cats are you know, especially if they're hungry, they're uh, they they're pretty easily coaxed. Not as easily as dumb dogs, but I mean, you do a little move your move your hands. Uh, you got about probably a seventy five percent success rate with that them coming to you, and the ones that don't will just go and arch their back and not come anywhere near you. So you know pretty you know pretty soon how easy it is to catch a cat. Ella, fair statement. Do you su- do you support his uh, catching cats is kind of easy? Um, before before this night, uh, I have tried to catch cats before and have not been super successful out here. So I, I was given us a, a maybe a, a solid 50-50 that maybe we'd catch some. Now the cats I'm talking about generally belong to people because they're out at their houses or roaming in a actual residential neighborhood. Now a feral country cat, I don't have too much experience with that. So yeah. So these, I'll take these you guys are, word on it. Yeah. These are not like people cats, you know, they're just like somebody's either dumped them or they're like feral fucking country cats. So hashtag feral fucking country cats. <laughs> That's a good hashtag. So I go to the house. I immediately walk in the door and I was like, all right, let's go. I was like, well, what do you want to do with the dogs? No, let's go. I said, are you, I'm so, did you put the food away? She's like, yeah. She had not put the food away. Just FYI. So I'll get back to that later if I remember. So then we, we leave. We, well, we secure our dogs. We get in the car and we go with a packet of prosciutto that I brought with me because we needed something to coax the cat. So I grabbed some prosciutto. We get all the way to the church, and that's when I realize there's a little more than just the two cats I've seen. There is a total of five cats that I know about, and they're all just kind of out there. So we park the car, lights are the headlights are on, pointing towards the cats. I give my wife the prosciutto, who she does not, which is unopened at the time, and she starts walking towards these cats. Needless to say, she gets probably within maybe 10 foot of the cats and decides, oh, I need to get the prosciutto because these cats aren't just coming up to me. Do you remember any of this? I 
Remember walking up to the cats and then being like, oh, shit, I need the prosciutto. Yeah, a little bit. Do you remember not being able to open the prosciutto? No, that, that's, that's lost. So she tries to open a pack of prosciutto, couldn't open it, got mad, like threw it at me. I opened it, gave it back to her, and then she starts throwing prosciutto at these cats. Yeah, I mean, what else are you supposed to do with it? I'm, I'm just telling the story so people okay. can picture it. I didn't say it was wrong. Okay. How big are these cats? Uh, I would say like, I don't know, three or four months. They're pretty small still. Not like infant cats, but they're pretty small. So we uh, start throwing some prosciutto. I'm not as patient as her. So she's kind of sitting on the ground, letting the cats eat the prosciutto. Still probably, you know, six, seven foot away from her. Not getting too close yet. And I start walking around. I want to kind of scope the area, make sure I know how many cats there are and stuff. And I, the whole time I'm getting yelled at because any cat move that goes away from her is my fault. Well, you're fucking lurking around. They can sense that shit. You just got to be patient. Sit and wait. So, Al, she's sitting there and waiting and waiting. And then I realized, what are we going to actually do if we catch these cats? Because we have nothing with us. Didn't bring any kind of cat carriers, which we have. Didn't bring any, like, kennels, which we have. So I said, hey, Ella, you want me to go? Do you think you're going to be able to catch these cats? And at the time, you thought you could catch them, right? I was, I was very confident I was going to not, I was not leaving that church until I was catching at least one cat. Yeah. So, Al, I, I decided, okay, well, I don't have anything. I'm going to go back. She goes, don't leave me without my phone. And I said, well, where's your phone? She goes, I don't know. She did not bring her phone. Yeah. And then he f- drove off and left me in the middle of the fucking night at this abandoned church, just fucking sitting there Indian style on the ground with a pack of prosciutto. Al, have you ever left your significant other with a pack of prosciutto in the middle of the night chasing cats? Negative. Yeah, I was like, well, and then he literally drives off and I'm like, well, this is it. This is it. You thought you were going to die? You know how much true crime I listen to on a daily basis, Harley. Okay. This is the middle of nowhere, though. Like, the chances of you running into another person are... Uh, slim, but not zero. Mm. So, so, Al, I come back, I grab some cat carriers, <laughs> grab a kennel, get me another beer... Come back. We got a, got the full uh, six. Uh, well, now at this point, there's three tall boys left in the car with me. Come back. And she's feeding the cats. And I said, okay, look, I got the stuff. No big deal. And then all of a sudden, I see her grab one. You were successful. You remember the first cat yes. you grabbed? Yes. Uh, how'd that feel? I felt pretty good about myself, to be honest. My way was working. It didn't call the shit out of you? It did not. It did not. I just captured it, and it was just kind of like, I've been captured. It just kind of accepted its fate, I think. So at that point, Al, I bring out the the kennel, and she starts putting it in the kennel. Doesn't really even close the door on the kennel, just sticks it in the kennel. The other cats, unfazed by one of their own getting abducted, just sitting there. No issue at all. It. Well, I mean, we, bought the, we brought the fancy prosciutto. I think they realized, like, crap. These people are abducting us, but we're getting really fancy prosciutto. You know, you think that crossed their mind a little bit? I don't know how fancy Trader Joe's prosciutto is, but it's probably an upgrade from whatever they were trying to find to munch on around that church. There you go. 
So uh, Harley, are you eating any of this uh, lunch meat here? No, I'm not eating any of the lunch meat. This is all for the cats. I'm not going to get caught with prosciutto in my mouth after she runs out. And if she knew I ate any prosciutto, I'd been in like a world of hurt. Yeah, you would have been I left def- at the church. I definitely would have ate one. <laughs> Does, well, my wife would have left you because she would have been so mad that she ran out of prosciutto. I mean- I mean, she doesn't have a car. She doesn't have the phone. I wouldn't be too worried about it. Well, she watches like true crime. That goes both ways here. She knows how to actually end you. So anyway, she's catching cats. And then, so you get one in. And I think you caught the other one pretty quickly Mm -hmm. after, right? The second one was pretty quick too? Yes. So I'm sitting there going, well, what the fuck? How is she catching these cats? I didn't think I was going to get one cat. Now I have two. And I turn around and I see a cat way off and like, so this church has got like a cemetery next to it. And there's like a tree in between the cemetery and the road. I see just some eyes sitting over there. And I'm like, all right, let me go try to catch a cat. I walk over there, realize I don't have any prosciutto, but this is the smallest cat of the bunch. And this one just lets me pick it up. Doesn't claw me either. And I'm like, okay, now we got three of them. Come back over, put that cat in the carrier. Then the wife sits there and she's trying to get these last two cats. And these two cats are a little more standoffish, right? Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah. So I think you end up getting the third cat relatively, maybe another like 10 minutes later after some prosciutto, something like that. So Al, right now we got four cats. There's the fifth one out there. The fifth one is in like the woods on the other side of like sitting on this tree on the other side of this barbed wire and won't come out. So Al, in your opinion, is this, is, does this cat need to be left behind? I mean, since you had guys has gotten four, you probably had the completionist thing, little Ash catch them in you saying you got to catch them all here. I'm assuming. So I'm assuming y'all, Y'all went after this bad boy. If you if you're gonna do it, you might as well get them all. Ella, what did we do? Yeah, we we uh, got them all. Yeah. Well, we didn't get the. Remember, we didn't get this one that. Oh night. yeah. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, I did skip forward a little bit. So, she she's telling me, hey, go go around behind the cat. So now I got to go through the field around the barbed wire, same barbed wire that Craigy Two Crunk took out. <laughs> Way back when at Craigie's Memorial Pass. Shout out to Craig. And I get in the field. I'm trying to come behind the cat. The cat gets lost in the brush. We're out there for probably like 25 minutes trying to find this cat. Couldn't find the cat. Ella, when we were leaving there, how defeated were you that we didn't have the final cat? Very, very defeated. I think I was crying. Or maybe that happened later. No, you are mm, no, you're de- well, definitely later. I don't know if you're crying there. Okay. Well. So, Al, we come home. We got basically four new cats, and we start setting up the this uh, perimeter in the garage where you got like a crate for horse shows where you put the dogs in. So we get that out of the trailer, and we set this thing up, and now we start putting the cats in there. So we put the pin in there or one of the kennels inside this pen, and there's three cats in there. I have the small one in the cat carrier. Put that one in there. We start letting the cats come out, and then the small one squeezes between the carrier, or between the the 
pen and gets out and runs off and we can't find that cat. Mm-mm, it's gone. So that's one cat down, Al. I don't, uh, to this day, don't know where that cat is and went <laughs> to the woods, never came back and it was a traumatic experience for, for the wife. Yes. Very traumatic. Yes. I so, sat in the crate and cried for like a good hour. Al, what do you think so far? Uh, I mean, so you hadn't shut the garage door yet, I guess, because you were in the process of getting this carrier out. Yeah. So that's, that's how it was able to tr- kind of wiggle out and make a break for it. Yep. Yeah, when you're drinking a little booze, Al, sometimes you're not thinking too far ahead. So we had the garage shut, but then we had to go get the carrier. So we opened it, set it up, and I guess we just didn't think it could fit through. And never got it closed. Thought they were secure. Clearly the smallest one was not secure. Mm-hmm. So then we had three. The wife cried for a while. Stayed out there with the cats. But how friendly were these feral cats, babe? Well, one of them wouldn't leave me alone. He just sat in my lap and just purred on me for like the good hour while I cried about his fallen brother. So, pretty sweet. And then the next the next day, Al goes back to the church, and you got the fifth cat. I right? got the fifth cat. So we're we've rescued well, we rescued five cats and one escaped from us, and we haven't been able to find that cat. We've looked for him a couple times in the woods where he went, but uh, he was the smallest one. We think he's uh, we think he's gone from this world. We I think he we lost one. I think once once gone. And that one, we feel bad about that. I feel very bad about that. Is that it? What you doing, Al? Is that your kid? No, uh, Amber came to the trap house for a second there. Okay. So. Hey, hey, 80%. That's not, that's not a bad catch, uh, catch rate there. And, and quite the commitment the next day to go and try to get the last one to reunite the squad. But. You had one slip through your fingers. He'll be all right. He's a resourceful critter. I like your optimism. So when you caught the fifth cat, he was going batshit. Oh, oh, so we didn't tell that part of it. That night when we went back after we got all the cats there, you wanted to go back. And you actually had the fifth cat in your hand. I did. And it got away from you. I did. It, it, It did scratch the fuck out of me that time it got away from me. So then that made us look even longer, Al. So it's like 10.30 before we even finish these cats. We're probably going after them about 7. Don't finish this whole cat thing to about 10.30. Jesus Christ. Now, what happened with dinner here? So we come I would have ba- definitely ate some prosciutto. <laughs> so I come back inside, and when I get inside, I said, Hey, what would you do with the jambalaya? And she goes, Oh, shit. She had left the jambalaya in the oven for an extra two hours. I don't. It was the oven wasn't on. No, the, you had turned the oven off, but the oven had previously been hot. Okay, that, that okay. That's not the worst thing in the world. There, getting warm for you. I mean, that I, I you're making it sound like I freaking left jambalaya in the oven for two hours. I'm like, oh. I we ate that jambalaya. I know it wasn't. It, it was crisp. good. Yeah. It, so shut shut up about my yeah, shit. So what are you bitching about? I turned off what the I oven. Thought- Shit. What I thought was going to happen is she left like the jambalaya out on the table and 
the fucking six dogs went to town on it and you didn't end up eating shit is what I thought was going to happen. Throw me under the bus and I'll, you got jambalaya that night. I did. And I ate it while you were crying in the crate with the cats. <laughs> and then you came in later and ate some of the jambalaya. I was like, hey, did you eat this? It's really good. I was like, yeah, I ate jambalaya. I, while you were crying, I was eating jambalaya. No mercy. Play like a champion. So... Then the next day you got the cat and it was screaming bloody murder. What, how'd you do it? Cause I wasn't here for this, for the fifth cat. Well, I left to go to work and I was like, okay, I'm just going to stop and see if I can see that other cat. It's daytime. Maybe I'll have better success. And I drove up and you know, that tree that was falling down that it was hiding behind. Yeah. Was, we all know that. Okay. Well, it was actually inside of that tree, like inside the stump. The stump was like hollow. It was actually in there. So, of course, I didn't bring anything with me, so I had to come back to the house and get some salami, salami and I had got a can of tuna. And it this, Ugh. I know, this this little shit would not come out. He was in this briar patch. I'm like humming little salami bombs out at him. He like wouldn't come out, wouldn't come out, wouldn't come out. Finally, he jumps up on top of that tree, and I just fucking snatch him. I just snatch him. And he was freaking out. He was did the same thing he did to me the night before, but I just wasn't highly intoxicated. So I, I could I could hang on a little bit better. Hope so. This was around noon. Well that's when I caught <laughs> well, that's when I caught him. I had already been out there for a little while. So you get the cat, you put him in the carrier or the kennel? The little carrier. Okay, and what's he doing? Screaming bloody murder. And then once you brought him in and saw his his cat brethren, what'd he do? He was just like, thank God. And now, what are the, what are, hey Al, can you guess what any of their names are? You got four, four cats. Well, I would definitely name the first one, the one you just caught most recently in the story. I would definitely name him Stumpy. (laughs) That's actually really good. (laughs) Yeah, that's not what his name is. Well, it's going to be now. I I mean, cats don't come when you call their name anyway, for the most part, so. Oh, God, that's pretty good. Uh, Stumpy's really good. um, Well, what do they look like? Is it it related to what they look like? No, they all look basically identical. They're they're very difficult to tell apart. They're all, like, identical. Yeah, I know, but, like, a, a description of the cat, are they just, like, regular... What do they call them? Tabby yeah, cats that are tabbies. like just gray with stripes, basically. Yeah, they're gray with stripes and a little bit of brown. They're ba- they're basic tabbies. You guys love naming. Well, Harley, Harley names all of his cats after or animals after like soccer players. But those are dogs for the most part. The cats get like names like Jack Bauer, Meow Meow. So. uh <laughs> I don't know. So I did I'm not guessing... name the cats, by the way. I had nothing to do with the cat names. Oh, well fuck. Uh that that's gonna be a little bit tougher then. Maybe Ella named them after some true crime stuff. She named them all after like serial killers or something. I like that idea, uh, but no. You're really you coming up Zodiac. with the ideas. <laughs> you got Zodiac, you got Jack the Ripper. You got Bundy and you got Stumpy. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Boom. Stumpy. Gang's all here. Let's kill let's kill some fucking let's kill some rats in the bar. Oh my god, Stumpy. That's really good. <laughs> that cat's definitely getting named Stumpy. No, what are their names, Ella? 
Fred, George, Bill, and Charlie. Is that a is that a Harry Potter uh, Weasley brothers it, uh, it, deal? It is, and so when I had all five, I was like, "Shit, yeah, five Weasley brothers," and then I lost one, so Ron didn't make the cut. <laughs> so, so Ron is your least favorite. My least favorite, uh, absolutely, a hundred percent. You should have named it. At, you should have named the one that got away after the chick who ended up hooking up with Harry Potter. She stinks. Cho Chang? No, the Weasley sister. Oh, Didn't Jenny, Harry Potter Jenny end up Weasley? with the... Yeah, she sucks. I mean, <laughs> she's better in the books. In the TV, in the movies, she she blows. She's the worst Wait, ever. So so so, what are their names again? Fred, George, Bill, and Charlie. Bill and Charlie. Yeah. Okay. Charlie's the curse breaker, I think, and then Bill works with dragons in Romania. <laughs> yeah, I don't know your Potter, bitch. Hey, dude, I guarantee I I uh, put that together faster than any viewer listening to this post, post-pod post here. I did that in real time. Absolutely, I should get some fucking yeah, props that was for pretty, that. That was pretty fast. That, oh, was, that was pretty I fast. I never even put that together. I have no clue what that that that's what the names meant until now. I just was like, why is she naming people names? I don't give He's a fuck. He's lying. He's full of shit. Uh, dude, I did you not knew know- about that before. Oh, you calling you out. You knew it was Harry Potter. <laughs> no, I did not. Oh. He's hey, well, hey, that's just one. That's more props to me, and two. Harley's like, oh, why do they have people names? Harley, you name all your animals after soccer players or Jack Bauer, like the last couple. I named Bruce, not a soccer player. Buster, not a soccer player. That was from Arrested Development, Baby Buster, and Bruce was just from Finding Nemo. Bruce. No, you named him after Bruce Wayne. I said it was from the shark from Finding Nemo. Uh, it, it, once again, all those are all those are also people. They're also human names. Not, uh, no, I didn't name Gus or Olive. They came with those names. So yeah, yeah, but you named Bruce, Bruce, and that's a human name. Let's, I all, did. All name, I did name Jerry, Jerry. All we're trying so to this is on, this is here. on me. This yes. is on me. All we're trying to establish here is that you named dogs after human. names. Yeah, human names. Okay. Y- y'all got me confessions. I love naming dogs human names. Hashtag kids. Damn, so you got... Fucking edit that out. That was terrible. (laughs) No, it wasn't. That's good pod. So... Hashtag kids is good pod. Oh, my God. (laughs) So are are you guys going to start, like, some sort of... Are you planning on keeping all these cats? Are you trying to sell some or like you, you got, are you trying to start a fucking petting zoo? What, what's the, what's the uh, plan moving forward here? Game plan with the cats is they're all going to get vaccinated and neutered and get their ears clipped. Like, you know, the little clip so that people know that they're fixed and they're going to be outside cats that kind of live around the house and in the barn and stuff. Have the cats come inside the house yet? The cats have come inside the house. Yes. And as soon as we wrap up this, guess what? They're coming back in the house for a little while. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the reintroduction is to get them to stay around the house here. Like how long you have to it's, keep them around and feed them until they'll it's usually sort like, of stay around. It's usually like a week to two weeks, basically, is what it is. And then what do you do? Just leave food out in the barn or something? Yeah, I'll leave food. I mean, I leave food out in the garage for the normal, or all of their cats anyway, so it's fine. 
Did the cats have a cat fight? Did you introduce them to Butthole and Meow Meow? I have introduced them, and uh, <laughs> the, neither of them are amused by the new additions. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Is, is Sleepy Joe making you get get these cats vaccinated, or is that your choice? That is my choice. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Figure Craig would pop for that if you listen to the pod. <laughs> Jimbo would not be happy. J Bone wouldn't be happy. Jimbo would love that. All right. So, Ella, last question because you're done with the story and you want to clearly bring cats in the house while I'm upstairs and don't know about it. Why is every female a Craig apologist? What? What? I I don't understand your question. What? Al, rephrase my question for me. Why does every female love Craig? Is that what you're But to this say? is Harley. You didn't like. This is bad, bad podcasting by you because you didn't. You just went. We went from a lot of pussy talk to Craig. Uh, I well, mean, I guess that, that is, is a good a, segue. It's a good segue. Yeah. Uh, Harley wants to know our our uh, morbidly obese friend Craig. Uh, why why do all girls have a sweet spot for him that uh, they feel bad for him when uh we give him shit when craig gives us just as much shit back well how does how come no one how come no one sticks up for me and harley but they all they're quick to stick up for craigers um well i mean i know why nobody sticks up for harley because he's just blatantly unlikable but um happy wife happy uh, wife i mean that's just that's facts and then no cap and i i just feel like i don't know i just love craig i just I don't know. I just love him. He's so sweet. Like when he lived here, he was so helpful. He like helped with all the animals. He cleaned up after himself. He did dishes. He was always so complimentary. Like when I cook Wait, and stuff. How long did Craig live with you, Harley? Uh, it was like uh, just three a, months, yeah. four months, something like that. When he was like, really is this when he was uh, on his job search? I, yeah, I forget this, this era. This was a pit stop in his job search right before he bought a house and then immediately got a new job. And he's just so, I don't know, he's just so sweet. I just love, and I hate that y'all are so mean to Craig. It really upsets me on like a, I literally a daily basis. It upsets me. Um, oh, Harley, you want the real answer? Sure. I mean, you know the real answer because they all feel bad for Craig. I don't feel bad for Craig. I think he's just that got a likable quality. He's just got like a likable little quality. There's a likable little quality. Name one thing that Craig does that's that's good for liking him. Uh, I mean, he's nice to me. He was very sweet to my animals. He cleaned up. At, I mean, I just listed them. Cleans up after himself. Did you Very like polite. his selection of Under Armour polos? I do. I think he does. Yeah, I like his Under Armour polos. Yeah, I do. Okay. You know Craig's not going to listen to this, so you can be honest. Yeah, I am being honest. What do you think about Craig as a dog owner? Well, he's very sweet with my dog, uh, with our dogs, but I'm not. I mean, his dog's a little cuckoo, but I mean that's labs, so I don't know. Don't try to get me to talk bad about Craig. <laughs> but as a dog owner, he has some growing to do. Everybody as a dog owner has growing to do. All right, that's good. Good to, good to know. Craig's don't. got some room for improvement. He's not Mr. Perfect. Heard of her first. Okay, because uh, you Harley, are Mr. Not, Perfect. Not Come many, on. 
not many people have the, you know, uh, experience you guys have with owning six dogs. Craig, Craig's only had this one. So Ella's not going to give me any credit for how I deal with animals. She probably, if, if you asked her, Hey, who's better at dealing with dogs, Craig or Harley, she's going to pick Craig. Facts. Do you want me to answer that question? See, so this is, she is like, as much as she's in a Craig apologist, She's an anti-me in all situations. I mean, Harley's told, the st- <laughs> Harley's told the story on this pod, which, you know, I probably would have done, but I would never, I would be bitching about it until the day I died of fucking Olive getting out and getting lost and needing her medication every 48 hours and him slogging through the thick brush at night, grabbing her and, and having to get cut up by a barbed wire fence and all that and bring her back, I would have just said, fuck it and left her out there and put her out of her misery. So, I mean, Harley's got to get some fucking points for that. I'll back you up on that, Harley. No, 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 because I let her loose. So anything I did before just was go, – go ahead, say it. I, I don't get credit for letting her – losing her, right? She's She's done with the pod. She she wants to end your life right now. She's not an owl apologist. Why you just would, said what, that you what, would leave. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna fucking drive your ass out into the middle of nowhere, blind you, and then just. You know what? I'm just ready to end his life. Too bad. So sad. You're right, Harley. She has been watching way too much true crime. She's gonna fucking bring me out into the woods and blind me because I just said a story of nothing but facts. Uh, Harley lost her in the middle of the night when I had blatantly told him that she has been wandering off at night. Do not do that. Do not let her out of your sight. Fucking loses her. And I told him, I'm all the way in Mandeville, and I go, just go outside and shake the food bowl. She'll start barking. No, that won't work. No, that won't work. I fucking drive my ass two hours home, get home, shake a food bowl, and you know what the fuck starts happening? The dog starts barking. Wait, are you taking credit for finding her? Is that... (laughs) Absolutely not. Okay. You did go find her. All right. I just want to make no, sure. You know what? I wish you would have got caught up more. I wish you would have got caught in the barbed wire. And you know what? I would have left you there. Time, Your time has ended. Your time has ended. <laughs> but I mean, you have to ask Carly the question. How fearful were, were you if you didn't find that dog? Oh, yeah. I was, getting di- I was getting divorced and or dead. Yeah. No. No. Yes. Only option was finding that dog. I walked outside. I was I was so like done. I was like, "Fuck! I, this is going to end terribly." I'm about to, I'm not make it through the night. And all of a sudden, I heard her barking and ran about a, a three quarters to a mile to go find her in the woods. So, um, I can't. Yeah, the ending was better than the. Uh, but no, you will never get any credit for yeah. finding a dog that you lost. Hey, he gets credit for it. No. I mean, that's no. not how it works, Al. No, absolutely not. I give you credit. The viewers will give you credit. Zero percent will give him credit for finding a dog that that is medic has medical issues and is blind. No one's gonna give him credit for finding her when he fucking lost her. I'll give you credit. <sighs> All right. Um, do we're going to transition to Al in Vegas. Unless you got any questions left for my wife, I'm going to let her go downstairs and get off the pod because she didn't want to be here in the first place. Give people a true crime recommendation. What What's good out there lately um, for, our, for our female listeners? Oh, I got a question for you. 
why are women obsessed with true crime, but guys really don't, they don't pop for it like women do. And do you listen to the uh, My Favorite Murder podcast on your way to work? I do not listen to My Favorite Murder. That's not really, I don't really like that one. But I I think that women just like it because we have to live with men. So we just, like, we can't murder y'all. So we like to listen to people getting murdered because we're like, maybe one day I can do that and get away with it. So you, you like to listen to it for potential murdering strategies. Yeah, murder tips. Absolutely. All right. Hey, Harley, save this podcast as evidence in case you wind up in the Mississippi. Well, I would never put him there, so it's fine. Go for it. Uh, she could be faking it. If I end up in the Mississippi, did you do it? You never know. <laughs> yeah, if you had to murder Harley, what's your strategy here? Well, uh, I'm believe, not telling that. I believe it'd be rattlesnake in a cooler, shooken up and released at my face. Um, that was good. That was really good. I did like that one. I'm not going to say uh, what... That's, there's way too many variables there. If the rattlesnake misses... Plus, rattlesnakes aren't like... It's not like a... A quick death sentence with a rattlesnake. You know, plenty of people survive a rattlesnake bite. Yeah, well, not Sawyer from from Lost. He does. He does not. But that might be spoilers. Yeah, but I'm never. I'm not telling my strategy. Sorry, it's it's really good, and I'm not telling it. All right, Al. Do you have any other questions that we can? Uh... Jesus Christ, Harley! You're gonna be sleeping in the guest room tonight with the door locked after that response. No, I'm drinking whiskey. I'm hoping to sleep in my bed in about knows, 40 minutes. He knows that I've been plotting his murder for years. It's fine. He's accepted his fate. <laughs> shout, shout out to me. <laughs> okay. No, but I, no do, I do like Crime Junkie. That's one of my favorites. And I like Morbid. That's, uh, that's one of my favorites, too. Podcasts. These are podcasts, podcasts or their shows? Podcasts. So no. you're more of a podcast than a... Uh... No, I watch a lot of like documentaries, too, on Netflix. Well, what's a good documentary? I don't, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go think about that. Not on true crime, but uh, hey, like Ella, the, like, com- confessions color. here. You can tell me. You okay. you made a vow not to eat any seafood after eat, watching Seaspiracy. Yep. Yep. Have you eaten any seafood? I have not eaten any seafood. Oh, have you more eaten crawfish seafood? for me, I guess. In no, the next crawfish, I, I crawfish were. Uh, Grandfathered in. Crawfish are okay. They're, crawfish it's aren't not, seafood. Not They're not from the sea, seafood. Al. Yeah. They're from the bayou. Good point. Yeah, so I can still eat crawfish, but no. I ha- have you eaten any seafood? No, I have not eaten any seafood since there, other than crawdads. There we go. So, honor system. Evidently, it's working. Happy wife, happy life. You haven't eaten any snapper recently? See now he's just now he's just making, <laughs> making. I know that's directed at you, so have you? No, he's not. Talking. Snapper isn't snapper. Oh, this analogy. snapper. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm late on the uptake. <laughs> <laughs> and no, he has not. <laughs> no further questions. Okay, good. I can go let the cats yeah, in the house you can now. Go let the cats in the house. Okay, don't bother me with this again. <laughs> All right, we won't bother you again. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Subscribe, download, rate, and review since we know you have a podcast app. Yeah, she, yeah, whatever. Okay. So, Al, how was your trip to Vegas? We're going to switch gears here just a little bit. Uh, my wife said, well, you got to listen to the pod if you want his tips. 
<laughs> Subscribe, rate, review. Al, how was Vegas, buddy? Uh, we went to Vegas for Amber's cousin's wedding. Um, they live out in California, so they drove there. And uh, we flew, me, Amber, and Leo, uh, on Friday morning out of New Orleans. And, uh, you know, the route, the the word on the street, what, what have you heard about Spirit Airlines? Because all the other flights out of Baton Rouge, the flights were like fucking for three tickets. It was, I, 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 at one point, they were like around the $900 range. A proper total. A pop or total? Total. Total. They were around, I, I had the Google flight set up and it was around $900. And we were like, are we going to go? Are we not going to go? And then um, we decided we were going to go and the, the flights jumped up to like $1,400, $1,500. So we're like, oh shit. So we looked at it in New Orleans and the cheapest one was Spirit, which was you know, way cheaper. And I, have you heard anything about spirit airlines? Uh, people seem to bitch about spirit airlines, but you don't necessarily fly spirit airlines for the ambiance. So I'm thinking it's just to get you from here to there. I, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. I, I probably would have just sucked it up. I probably wouldn't have cared. Yeah. I mean, they, they nickel and dime you on like luggage and, you know, make you pay for shit on the plane, but I, we don't get shit on the plane anyway. So I mean, I've heard horror stories. It wasn't bad at all. Uh, yeah, so we got to Vegas. Oh, hold on. Uh, Can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. What's uh, Spirit Airlines' mask policy? I think every airline makes you wear a mask. What about for children? Um, I'm not sure exactly what it is. I've heard that children like two years and up need to wear a mask, but Leo didn't wear a mask and no one gave him shit. No one, no one asked for any documentation or anything. So, uh, we had a doctor's note from the office saying he's got like sensory issues and can't wear a mask just in case the flight attendants were being assholes, but we never had to whip that out. So, all right, I just uh, we were want, all good on that front. Just wanted to make sure you weren't, you know, you know, being an anti-masker with your child trying to make a statement because I saw video evidence of not wearing a mask and I knew he was over two. So I just want to make sure anybody out there that's saying Al is an anti-masker because he didn't make his kid wear a mask, that that's false, false narratives. Yeah. So uh, we the the wedding, uh, the wedding was at the Mob Museum in the courtroom, which is downtown Vegas. Uh, which is like Fremont Street, if anybody's familiar with that. Uh, me, Harley, and my dad, and Craigers uh, have stayed at the Golden Spike, which is a flea bag motel in uh, downtown shout Vegas. Shout out to Ringworm. Yeah, uh, and shout out to Craig jerking off with the conditioner. <laughs> so uh, we stayed down there. We stayed with the uh, same hotel at Am as Amber's uh, mom and stepdad over at the Golden Nugget. It was a pretty nice hotel. The The pool was was really nice. They had little waterfall deals. They had a slide, which was closed for the season. And they had um, fish and, like, sharks uh, in a tank that you could look at in the pool in a pretty big tank. That, that was pretty baller. Uh, some table games that were out there by the pool. The weather was fantastic. It was... 70s sunny crisp 
air, uh, beautiful, beautiful venue for the wedding. Um, and, and, uh, we took Leo out. He was, he was loving Fremont street with the overhead lights and the, the music and all the degenerates, you know, the, the peep, the chicks in Vegas attire with their asses hanging out, trying to get people to take pictures with them for tips. Did you pay for any of those like you and Leo? No. I mean, I felt a little bad because like it's mostly adults and degenerate shit. And there was like hobos and people smoking cigarettes and smoking weed out there. So not the perfect place for kids, but he was fine. There was other kids there too. Um, So, you know, we, we had a good time meeting with Amber's family. Amber's cousin is, is a degenerate like us, obviously, because he had his w- wedding in Vegas. Um, one really cool thing, they had like a, a pre-wedding little get-together the day before the wedding on Saturday in the afternoon at the on the 15th floor of the El Cortez Casino, which the El Cortez is, has like a... I guess a hotel, a historic, like a historic building or a historic landmark uh, designation because it's, you know, old and, you know, part of the old Vegas. So on the, on the 15th floor where, where Amber's cousin and, and his future bride were staying, they had a completely vintage suite that was, awesome uh it it overlooked you know had a had a great view of the mountains on you know all sides it had this like marble pink toilet and bidet with golden swan you know handles and big old bathtub with the golden swan and stuff on it um and i think the owner of a lot of property in vegas actually stayed like lived in this suite and they kind of maintained it to be all vintage. It had a, had a bar in it, had several balconies on, on different sides, had one side that overlooked the strip or, or the downtown, you know, main drag Fremont street and had the other side. You saw mountains on, on all sides and it was, it was beautiful. So, you know, we, we crushed a, crushed a fridge full of beer there. Um, that, that was pretty awesome. And and we came back up there later in the night, um, cause they were shooting fireworks off cause it was the 80th anniversary of the hotel. Uh, so they were shooting fireworks off from the hotel, which was cool. And we also watched the UFC, uh, main card up there in their hotel room. I thought the wedding was on like a Sunday. It wasn't, it was on a Saturday or was the UFC card on a Sunday? Uh, the UFC was Saturday night and the, the pre-wedding party was in their suite. And that was like Saturday from like two to five. So we did that. Uh, Amber's Amber's family watched Leo. We got to, you know, mingle, crush some beers, got to talk about the night before, which the night before I went to bed with Leo early, Amber went out and partied. They went like ax throwing. Um, and then they kind of bar crawled karaoke place amber made friends with a uh 
slightly special ed guy at the karaoke bar and shout out to Craig. (laughs) And, uh, and she made friends with him and was getting some, some free drinks because, uh, the guys, the guys, um, the guy's brother was the bartender and the, the, the person Amber made friends with was like a six, three, like 250 pound guy who said, you know, just hung out at the bar and said he, you know, he knows bars are dangerous and he's just there to protect his brother. And he went up and sang karaoke and he was telling Amber that all he really wants is for people to cheer him on. So Amber got all the people in there to, to cheer for the guy after he sang and something. And he was, he was telling Amber that, that it was the best night of his life and stuff. So I th- thought that was pretty cool to, you know, he- hear those stories, even though I wasn't there. So that was this apparently at, she was cutting up. Was this at Dino's with uh, our boy, Eric no, Duke? No, we got to go to Dino's one time, man. Uh, but not, nah, I think Dino's is not quite downtown. I don't think it's too far away, but we basically walked everywhere. We, we stayed walking up and down Fremont street and going to, different casinos and restaurants um down there about no that karaoke bar wasn't dino's but we we got to go at some point oh okay some some reason i thought you were on the strip at one point uh and maybe i just don't know where circa is but i thought you went to circa at one point i thought y'all made it to the strip circa is so circa is this uh i'm not sure if it's a hotel i think the hotel may be in a different section but the the casino and sports book is right across the street from the Golden Nugget on Fremont Street. Oh, okay, that's awesome. Okay, downtown. I, I, so, I like downtown Vegas. So Friday night, um, Amber's cousin was taking some of the people in town to the circus sports book because he was he was talking about how good it was, and I had to. I forget what I had to do. I, I think I was staying with Leo for a second and they went in a circuit and I was like, they're going to be forever. Like, cause I was like you, I thought Cir- we saw circuit driving in or at least a big sign for it. And I thought it was a, a good bit away. So I figured they're going to walk. They're going to stay in the sports book for a while. Like we do looking at what the bet and placing the bets and whatnot. So I thought they were going to be a while. And then I, I pop out of our hotel and I see it's right across the street. So on Sunday, I went over to Circa um, while Leo was taking a nap and watched pretty much all of the the noon kickoff games, which Central Time, the NFL normally is at noon, but over in Vegas it's 10 a.m. So I watched most of the games over there. They got a nice spread, man. They got uh, gigantic TVs and then by all, like not, not a TV. That's just a fucking wall of screens and they have it all split out with all the games. It's super nice stadium seating um, to sit down, which it was packed. Cause I got there a little bit after the kickoff of the first round of games. So of course everything's fucking packed. It's basically standing room only. I was trying to walk down to the stadium seating to, to get a seat and the guy, the guy stopped me. He was like, you need to have a wristband. So I just kind of stood up like a Momo and watched most of the games here and was, was chatting it up with people from uh, different parts of the country. They were all talking about their games. People were mad that, you know, the Broncos were kicking Dallas's ass, which I had a Broncos plus 10 ticket in my pocket. So I, I was happy to see that. 
I did terrible in college football and UFC, but I did okay in NFL, but I, I still lost money uh, for the weekend, but it, it was fun. And then by the screens, they have uh, some glass walls and you could see, um, you know, Brett Musburger. I, I think you listen to a couple of these guys podcasts or some of their comment. Of Are you talking content. about like the VEASAN stuff? Yeah. I think they're yeah, so the VEASAN, well, yeah. yeah. The VEASAN stuff. Uh, they were, they broadcast right by all those big screens and they have some clear glass where you can see like people recording. Um, and then, you know, the producers have a bunch of screens set up. So I got a couple pictures of that. I thought that was a, a nice setup they had over there. It's definitely a spot we should probably hit up next time we go just to watch games. I'm not sure what you need to do to get a wristband. I think they have a pool and stuff there, you know, um, I think so it was a very nice casino. I, I think it used to be some other casino and they renovated the shit out of it. And it's, it's very nice. So definitely a spot we should probably hit up in the future. I, I heard a lot of stuff. I think the bear and Stanford Steve have been invited out of there for the cabanas and stuff at the pool at the circa and stuff like that. So uh, it sounds like a, sounds like a good place. Uh, it's not going to be like the Hooters back. I mean, not the Hooters, the Hard Rock back in the day with Eric Duke getting cabanas, but I'm sure it's pretty good. Did you, uh, how bad did you want to go to the office and see Tony? Um, I was sending a couple snaps and uh, one of Kruski's sister's friends who I've partied with in the past was like, where is that? And I started talking to him a little bit. And I mentioned, I, I had to mention the office to him. He's like, oh yeah, I, I took your recommendation. I've been there. That that place is good. So I was like, thank God somebody finally listened to me. I mean, I thought about going to the office and that dispensary right there, but it's too far away. I think, the, I think the taxi and the Uber from the airport was like 50 bucks. So it wouldn't have been worth it. I didn't have enough time to do that anyway. But yeah, I had, I always had the office on the brain, especially as I was paying for $8 beers. Did you tell anybody about the office? Like, I, I'm guarantee, wow. like you mentioned it a couple times while you were there. Like, hey, dude, if Tony was a bartender right here, I'd be getting hooked nah, up. Nah, I didn't. I didn't bother these people. These people didn't know Vegas that that well. Amber's cousin did because he's he's degenerate, but uh, but I, I didn't uh, I didn't quite. I didn't mention it because you're, you're the king of doing the inside jokes where the other people don't get it. So I, I did. I kept my mouth shut, but I was I was definitely had Tony in mind there. Yeah, the the, the uh, airport ride to downtown from Vegas. Like if you look at it on the map, it doesn't look that far. And then when you're driving it, it looks like you go wrong, the long way around China to get there. I, I just never understand why it's so much money. When you're looking at everything, you're like, oh, the airport's like right there. Why why are we going around the whole interstate over here? It just always confuses me. Yeah, it's I think it's just a big tourist town and they you know, they probably get taxed a bunch too. So it, it comes out to be like fifty dollars. Which on the on the way on the when we came in, we got a, a taxi van, put the car seat in, drove our taxi driver was kind of a maniac, but all taxi drivers are. And then, you know, I tipped him a little bit on the credit card. And then I gave him the Andy special only like three bucks. And he was like three bucks. Really? And I was like, 
you know, fuck you. I just paid fifty dollars for the taxi. Like, don't act like you're not getting paid here. I fucking tipped you on the credit card and gave you a couple bucks. Like, chill out. But I, yeah. I didn't give a shit. You should have said, dude, these three are under the table, motherfucker. I just tipped you on the card. Boom, get out. Well, that's cool. I, only- I like Ve- I like old Vegas. Uh, it's good time. I don't know when I'd ever go back to Vegas, to be honest with you, now that sports betting's getting a little more out there, especially when they get the apps and stuff launched here in Louisiana. I don't know if Vegas is the big draw for that. I, I, I don't I don't know. It's like overpriced beers and this and that. It it like I can just imagine going to some happy hour here in Baton Rouge and having all the apps and all the TVs and just getting crunk and I can just place bets and not have to wait in line and and not have to pay yeah. like twenty dollar beers and shit like that. So I don't know when the next time we'll go back to Vegas. I guess when Craig gets his timeshare and makes us go through that debacle again. Yeah, I, I think it I think Vegas will still do it better than than places around here. Like LaBerge opened up in person betting, right? But I don't know what their setup's like. I, I highly, highly doubt it's gonna be as good as Circa or the Westgate or any of these. Cause like the, the, the scope of it, you know, they, the screens that they have were like, you know, 60 yards wide here of just wall to wall action and, and all the stadium seating and stuff. I highly doubt the casinos here have that sort of action, but yeah, I'm, I'm, as far as placing bets, yeah, I mean, it's so easy to do it on your phone that the the draw isn't going to be as good, but a Vegas weekend is still it's still fun, you know. It's still it still gets gets the juices flowing. But yeah, I, I'm with you. It may be it may be longer because everyone's like, "Oh, are you from here or whatever?" Like it's like, "Nah, I've been here like six or seven times." I didn't hit up the triple seven brewery, even though we were we were pretty close. What What about the uh, glitter gulch? Is it still there? It is not still there. No, the gulch. No way. What, what's at the glitter I gulch think, now? I think Circa may have taken that whole that whole row of of the strip like that, 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 that last, you know, the glitter gold was like at the end on the right, uh, towards, I guess the, the interstate, it was towards the end of the Fremont street. I think Circa took basically the, from the golden nugget to the end on the, on that opposite side. That's where the San Francisco hotel used to be or whatever, golden gate, whatever it was called. That's on the opposite side. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So I think that's still there. That's on the corner, but across the street from like the Golden Nugget over to the Golden Gate, there's Circa. And then across the street, I think there's like a plaza, something called the Plaza, which they're trying to make it, I guess, cool. I'm not sure what it was before, but they had like gigantic murals from different artists and stuff. We had like breakfast in a place there. I think it was called like hash hash ago or something. It it wasn't it wasn't good. Shout but. out to Mark Fresh, the king of the murals, Baton Rouge's finest. Yeah, yeah I, so it sucks not going to triple seven, dude. Not getting that black chip porter, not getting them wings. Craig would be so I, disappointed I, in you. I definitely name dropped that at the uh you know pre pre wedding party. I, I dropped the triple seven. Uh, did you actually look it up and see if it was still there? 
Uh, that'd be the uh, worst to go try to get the triple seven, get them cheap ass beers, and it being fucking fucked. I'm pretty sure it's still there. The that I think the the casino it's in is called like the Main Street Casino or whatever, which I walked by for a second. I'm pretty sure it's still in there. Um, and as far as the wedding, the wedding was at the Mob Museum, which is like a block off a block or two off of Fremont Street. Uh, in a mob museum, um, and and that was pretty good. The 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 officiant guy was a little weird and over the top. You could tell he had like plastic surgery, and he looked like a combination of of Rob Lowe and uh, and David Copperfield. And he was he was on one trying to trying to be funny and stuff, but it was impressive how he he didn't have like any script or anything he was looking at. He was just going raw dog and he, he did a pretty good job even though he was a little corny and the wedding was pretty lit uh well not the wedding but the the after party the wet the ceremony was short leo was leo was fussing a little bit so we had to pull out the tablet to pacify him he wasn't too bad and then uh and then for the we had to wait a little bit for the reception to start because it was in the same room and we um, we took some pictures outside. They had a, a speakeasy downstairs, but it was kind of a cool little setup. But you know, the drinks were overpriced, and they had all these sort of rules and whatnot. It's a little too a little too classy for us. So we uh, you know we bid some time, and then we had the reception. And Leo was running around with all the other little kids. They were just causing havoc and getting up on the stage area where the uh, bride and groom were trying to have their first meal as newlyweds and stuff, but that was fun. And then, you know, they have a little, uh, you know, Hispanic representation here. Cause I'm not sure what nationality they are, but his last name is, well, I'll say congrats, congratulations to Andrew and Sarah, no last names, but uh, Ramirez. the first, but no, besides the, uh, they had like the, you know, the father, the first dance, the father, daughter dance, the mother, son dance. And then they played like four or five just Spanish bangers and, and all the, uh, Latino representation was, was getting down. And some of the, uh, some of the gringos tried to get in and dance, but, uh, they weren't, they weren't up to snuff, but it was, uh, it was good times there. We had to leave a little bit early cause Leo was, was losing it, but it was only like 30 minutes before the whole thing ended. And then we, uh, we met up with everyone a little bit later and, uh, the tables the whole time, man, fucking cold. I've never, I played a little blackjack the first day I was there for a couple hours by the pool just could not get fucking any cards, man. I And the whole time I was there, I didn't see anybody really winning on the tables. Like nobody I talked to was, was saying, Oh yeah, I won this much or I won that much. Everybody pretty much lost money. I, I, I never got cards the whole time I was there. I played blackjack, I think two different days on three different tables. And I just never got any cards. It was, it was rough on the gambling front for me. Well, I heard, or I guess I saw a video, and I watched it early in the morning 
of Amber hitting a decent uh, return on like a penny slot. It was the uh, Amber has been to Vegas one time before when she was working for some some company at a, a convention in Vegas because they you know they put the money beats up front for these uh, tech dorks and she was she was like always looking for the Willy Wonka slots because uh, that's what that's what she was playing before and had some success on so uh, she put a twenty in and like the third or you know, within like the first couple hits on the machine, she had a thing turn like $20 into 90 and then kept pressing her luck and lost that and then lost a couple other twenties on it. So, so yeah, that was like, she was up, you know, 70 bucks for a second and then it was gone. And like, you know, well, that's five that, minutes. That's why I was watching the snap. It was going up and up and up and up. And you were acting excited, and I was doing the calculation on the side. I was like, oh, she didn't actually win that money. And then I heard you go, we're going to shabooms. And I was like, fuck, yeah, I love Kenny Powers. And that was stuck in my head for like two days. Yeah, that, that, that's just a good phrase to yell whenever. <laughs> I, I think somebody we used to party with used to say that, and then I, I didn't. I don't really think I got where it was from. And then I was rewatching Eastbound and Down at least the first season. Uh, you know, a couple months back, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's where that's from." Uh, hey, so overall, Vegas with the boys or Vegas with the family? Which I mean, it's definitely a different experience for sure. Like, I was, I was a lot. I'm, you know, I'd never go too, too crazy in Vegas, but um, it was good uh, overall. Like, as as far as like wedding and wedding festivities go. Um, you can do a lot worse than Vegas because there's, you know, just just walking around is fun. So, did you know, uh, you go to the uh, salon and get some, uh, get a good uh, metal concert? Oh, I did mention that too. Um, one one thing I did do on I think Saturday before the party and the wedding, um, I was walking around trying to find a, find a barber shop and there was one, there was like one in the El Cortez. I walked in, they only had fucking two chairs, a couple people waiting. And I walked in, I was like, I just need my hair cut. Uh, just, you know, zero. And they were like, Oh, we're all booked up. Oh, let me check. We have a four forty-five and a five fifteen. I was like, that's not going to work. Cause this party's for like two till five. And you know, I'm not going to, come back and get my hair cut. And then they also had a salon in the same casino. So I went to there and it was one old lady, uh, working on two different women. One like had her hair in curlers. The other one was sitting there. I stood there for like two minutes until they realized I was in there. I was like, Hey, uh, you know, uh, I see that you're kind of, you know, busy, short staffed or whatever. You mind if I just take those clippers over there, I'll cut my own hair. I'll give you give you 10 bucks. And she was like, Oh, I can't let you do that. If someone walks in here, I'll get in trouble. You know, I'd love to let you do that, but I can't let you do that. So I, I went on my phone, looked at for another barber shop, and I found one, um, a couple blocks away. I think it was called a cut above. And, uh, I walked over there. I walk in, it's a fucking black barber shop. I'm the only white guy in there. They have like weedy Wheaties boxes of all like black athletes. 
some guy's getting his hair cut in the um the what do they call that like the cape that they put on you so you don't get hair all over you it's like a lebron it's a whole purple and gold lebron james laker jersey one they have a big ass speaker playing fucking slow jams and you can see the speaker moving all this old school like memorabilia in there they did have like a sticker on the window on the mirror that said lsu dad and i got in there and, and waited a little bit and uh, got my hair cut. And the dudes in there were fucking super cool, man. I was, I was given, you know, some guys were talking about the parlays they had uh, some, you know, the patrons talking about, Oh, I got a parlay of this, that, and the other. And I, I was updating them on scores and shit on my, on my action app. And then uh, when I finally got in the chair to get my hair cut, uh, they were, you know, asking where I was from. And the, these people actually it. Uh, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm from Baton Rouge. And the guy goes, you from the top or the bottom, which thank God I had watched some like Baton Rouge rap, uh, fake YouTube documentary shit. So I, I knew what he was talking about. Uh, you, you know what the top and the bottom is Harley. I'd guess the top and, would be North of I 10. The bottom would be below I 10. Yeah. So I guess when Darius guys, uh, wasn't in trouble for raping like grandmas. They always used to say, you know, he was from the bottom and he got adopted by this white family or whatever. So I, I think you're pretty much right on that. Like the bottom is the area, you know, between like Wiener schnitzel, you know, to the <laughs> interstate, like you were talking about where, uh, for, for you guys who don't know about Baton Rouge, go look up, uh, little, little boozy. We out you. Will they have all the fucking, firearms on West Garfield street. So around that area is the bottom. And then I think the top is more towards the airport, the hood over there. So, you know, they were asking me you know, where I'm from the top or the bottom. I was like, ah, I'm not really from either. I'm from the garden. I, like, I kind of live by campus and like, Oh, you from the bottom. That was like, ah, yeah, we'll take that. And they were like asking, you know, whether I've been to Tony seafood and shit. So these guys, have actually been to Baton Rouge in New Orleans and they were, we were talking about it. And, and, uh, one guy was actually down, uh, came into New Orleans. I, I don't know for what, like right before hurricane Ida. So we were, we were talking about that shit. So the guys in there were super cool. Uh, so shout out to those guys hooking me up, giving me that fresh cup before the wedding. Um, Al, that might be the worst decision you've ever made is not cut your own hair before you went there. Sound like you wasted two hours in Vegas trying to get your fucking hair trimmed and you ain't even got any hair. Yeah. And, and money, but it, it's, it's kind of an ordeal cutting my hair and finding a good opportunity to do it. So I, it, it was a good experience. Shout out to those guys over there. But trying to think of it. Hmm. I was going to say, buddy, finds time to talk on a podcast because it's been a hey, while. Gotta, Hashtag stained. Yeah, I got to give my got to give my picks out on Wednesday. So um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, so my wife is down there playing with these cats right now, and it's been two days with the cats. And Al, guess what? She's going to Vegas on Friday. For a horse show, you know, no big deal. She's in the World Equestrian Championships and has a horse in there, so she's going to be competing against the world's finest. But I'm stuck here with now four extra fucking cats. I got fucked. 
We bought a fucking zoo. That's all I got to say about that. We bought a zoo and I have to fucking eat the shit. She gets to go to Vegas. Something's wrong here. What uh? What channels the equestrian world championships on the Ocho? <laughs> I I don't I to be honest with you I do not know, but uh, she's gonna send me a link so I'll get to watch it sometime next week when I'm at work and probably in a meeting and probably won't watch it. Shout out to you, babe. I'll I'll try to watch it. Are try. Are there lines on that, dude? No, there's no lines. It's all. Ri- it's all rigged. If you get the nice horse and you got the good reputation, as long as you don't hit any of them damn fucking uh, bars and you get done a cr- uh, in a decent time, you, you're going to win. So it's. Do they name those horses like the horse racing horses that have all yeah, have crazy they got, names? They got special like, I don't know if the rules are the exact same, but they got like basic show names and then your other name will be different like uh one horse's name's doc but the the show name is southern charm so one's named Corey, but the show name's calistro and that's the one she's going to be on so it's kind of it's kind of weird like that uh for the horse show game they have they have show names that, may, that makes sense you know lady gaga's got a Real name of being fucking Danielle, whatever or something. Yeah, it's like it's like when stri- Craig goes to a strip club and gets their name. It's not really their fucking name. Yeah, and Craig really thinks the name is actually Cholestra. That Shut sounds up. like a that sounds like a blood cholestra pressure Col- medicine. Cholestro. I think I mispronounced three of those, two of those three words there. But anyway. I'm trying to think if there's any any other good Vegas stories here. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's definitely a change of pace going with the family, but great time. Shout out to Sarah and Andrew, no last names. Beautiful wedding, beautiful couple. Uh, and th- these people are, like, actually people I would hang out with regardless of whether they were family or not. At the engagement party, you know, every uh, – a couple we're, we're talking UFC with a couple people. One guy actually really knew his shit. Um, I, I overheard some people talking crypto and NFTs and all this other shit. So it was like, oh yeah, give me a Bitcoin funny. update. I think it's uh, about at the moon, right? Uh, let me check it right now. It's down a little bit today, but it's still damn. I uh, thought it was damn. like sixty-seven thousand. Dan is Dan cannot be happy about this. Uh, Bitcoin right now is at 64,5, yeah, 64,525. So it's down a little bit from the all time high. I think it reached of like 68, but still, uh, you know, we're making money on some, on some Bitcoin right now. Shout out to Buttcoin. Yeah. And shout out to Ethereum too. 4,630. Oh yeah. You're in that a little dibble dabble, a little salt and pepper. Oh yeah, I bought in that at when it was three hundred and forty-four coins. So we're not doing too bad. I know you guys love to give me shit on investing, but uh, we're making money. Yeah, but you're no fun to bet with or invest with. So we've established. Yeah, true. It's one of my favorite gimmicks. Is Al's no fun to bet with? I I love that gimmick so much. It's such a good gimmick. I, I mean, I don't get it, but as long as you guys are having fun, I guess that works. 
No, it seems seems like uh, somebody that's not fun wouldn't enjoy the fun gimmick. All right, so thank us, thank y'all for joining us on another episode of Talking Small Podcast. It was a historic episode because I actually had my wife on the pod, who is probably downstairs with four extra fucking cats in the house. So I probably need to end this motherfucker and go down there so I can get some sleep. Hopefully, with no cats extra in the fucking house tonight. You're you're not gonna try to sell any of these cats? No, we're not gonna, I, dude. I don't even know how to sell cats, dude. I wouldn't sell any. It, it, I she was crying about losing one in the woods. You think I, I if I sold one, she she probably fucking true crime my ass in the fucking wilderness. Just say he ran off. <laughs> he gonna come back. Yeah, that's right. All right, Al. Thank you. And we out, Jeff.